What's up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily new Cowboys articles up there. And tonight on the show, we will talk about Jalen Tolbert potentially being a hidden favorite for the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. That might sound like a surprise to many, just based on the fact that Jalen Tolbert got to the Cowboys as a third-round draft pick. And how many times does a wide receiver drafted in the third round goes on to win such a major award? Because at the end of the day, the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, it's, it's major. It does fall to me in the category of major awards, right, for the NFL. Because... And we'll break it down little by little, but actionnetwork.com, which is primarily a betting analysis kind of app, went a, a website, not app, sorry, went on to do some research and they broke down the autonomy, is how they called it, for offensive rookie of the years, defensive rookie of the years. I think they also looked into comeback player of the years. I wasn't personally interested that much on that one because it does feel like that one is more storyline based than anything else but in conclusion they found that for you to win the offensive rookie of the year award like Dak Prescott did in 2016 you need to meet three different criteria and that is the position that you play because this is an award that goes for quarterbacks wide receivers and running backs you need to have one of those three positions a tight end is rarely going to win it and if ever and you know offensive linemen do not get any love when it comes to awards number two stats which is kind of an obvious one and number three playing time according to action network those three are the driving forces behind offensive rookie of the year winners one would think that this was more or less like the one for the MVP in which you need to be a quarterback to win it, but not necessarily because they're, you know, the majority. But since 2010, and actually Toxic Tom read my mind here, and he said, you know, that's usually a, a quarterback award, but it's not by that much. And I was surprised by this as well. Since 2010, you had, you know, among those votes, 13% have gone to, excuse me, 13 have been quarterbacks, right? In, in terms of the, like if you use, all right, I didn't explain this the right way. You have 50 votes. On average, you will get 13 votes for quarterbacks, 10 votes for wide receivers, and 10 for running backs, and the rest is divided in other positions. So it's not like you are getting most of the votes for quarterbacks. You are, but not by that much of a majority. So if you are a wide receiver, you can get this award pretty much just as likely, even though we've seen quarterbacks get the edge lately. Gregory says, Mo, aren't you a little, a little young to be visiting those kind of sites? You know, technically I'm not. <laughs> 
technically I'm not uh, a little too young. I'm 22 years old. But I will tell you this, Gregory. My love for sports, since I was like 11 years old, is very tied into sports betting. Because from where I'm from, sports betting is legal since you were 18 years old. And my dad, uh, my dad taught me my love for football. And he, and he has always been a betting man. So since I was a kid, I could tell you what money line was, what betting spreads were. And that's pretty much what got my family into sports in the first place. Back in 2004, my family started watching sports all in because they discovered sports betting, which is kind of a funny story to me, I would say. But anyways, back to Jalen Tolbert. According to actionnetwork.com, and I'm pretty sure that many of us would agree with this, Tolbert has the three check marks. He plays wide receiver. He is a player that will likely be able to put up stats thanks to the fact that he will have instant playing time, especially so early in the season when Michael Gallup is injured and he's not playing for the Cowboys. But even upon Michael Gallup's return, you would expect Jalen Tolbert to become the team's number three guy, right? And he will likely get a lot of playing time in the slot. So just right off the bat, things to note here. He is tied for... 13th best odds in, among favorites to win the award in betting markets. My question for me to you guys, uh, me to you guys is, do you agree or disagree that Jalen Tolbert is a legit candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Just your gut feeling. Do you think you agree or disagree with this conversation? He's at plus 1,600, and we'll take a look at some other favorites for this award in just a few minutes here. But before we do that, tell me, do you agree or disagree that Jalen Tolbert is a legit candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Kevin Knight coming in with the first disagree. Craig says, totally disagree. Kenneth Fraser, what is up, says agree. Uh, Cedric, what is up? Thank you for being here. We've got somewhat of a 60-40 response from the chat. Gregory says disagree. Bach, Peter, and Brian agree. So it's kind of a close discussion here. Nine of the last, we've got Professor O helping, helping us out with the numbers. Nine of the last 20 offensive rookie of the year were quarterbacks, seven running backs, and four wide receivers. And as such, Professor O disagrees. Now, and here's where it will get interesting. What would need to happen? And I agree, by the way. I think that Jalen Tolbert is actually a legit candidate for this award. Number one reason why, as we try to evaluate whether or not this bet is worth a flyer or not, you know, he's at plus 1,600. So obviously, you're not talking about him being a top three candidate for the award. But at plus 1,600, is there value there? I would say he's a legit candidate, first and foremost. I'll get into why. Number one, let's talk about the quarterback situation. It does tend to happen that voters will put a lot of weight into players as long as they're quarterbacks. And the latest example of this one, and pretty much the, the most recent one that I can think of, is Justin Jefferson versus the other Justin, right? Versus Justin Herbert. Jefferson with the Vikings, had a tremendous season. And back then, 
Herbert hadn't established himself like he did last year by being more consistent for the Chargers. Many people thought that Justin Jefferson deserved the award, but Herbert etched the wide receiver out. I would say pretty much thanks for the positional value that he brings to the table as a quarterback. Last year, we kind of saw the opposite of it, though. We saw Jamar Chase put together an amazing season, but more specifically, specifically than that, a tremendous end to the season because his stat line was amazing, but a lot of those numbers came late in the year as the Bengals established themselves as legit Super Bowl contenders heading into the playoffs. So I would point that out first and foremost. This time, though, this time around, you don't have guys like Justin Herbert. You don't have guys like Mac Jones with the Patriots that you that we all thought that Mac Jones was going to become a starter early as a rookie, even if it wasn't week one. This time around, there's not many quarterbacks out there that will play for 10 games, 16 games. There's pretty much maybe only Kenny Pickett. And even with Pickett, we don't know if he will start for the Steelers or not. There are reports out there that he is trailing Mitch Trubisky at the moment. We know and, and we've known since April, or even before that, that teams were not in love with any of the rookie quarterbacks that were entering the NFL. Do we believe that Malik Willis will get enough playing time to compete for this reward? Do we believe that about Desmond Reader and the Atlanta Falcons? Do we believe that about Kenny Pickett? I think that Pickett might be the guy that's in a position to actually get the playing time. He, he might be the one quarterback, and you know he was the only one drafted in the first two rounds. Forget about the first round. The first two rounds, he was the one signal caller to be drafted. So this particular year, you would say, you would guess that a positional value has much less of an effect. Now, according to Action Network, who else? And I listed just those guys who had better odds than Jalen Tolbert, except for Jehan Dotson at the end of the list with the commanders. The other candidates that have the three check marks, and we'll look into their situations really quickly, four offensive rookie of the year. You've got Drake London. You've got Traylon Burks. Two players, and, and Kenny Pickett uh, did not have the three check marks because there's a question mark for his playing time, I would say. But Drake London will play with the Falcons. I'm a Drake London fan. I think that he has the potential to be a very good wide receiver. But do I, but do I believe that he will be able to have a lot of production for a very bad Falcons team, I would say not. I would be surprised. The Titans offense also has question marks with Traylon Burks at wide receiver. Breeze Hall, running back for the Jets. You know, he's a running back. There are not a lot of other running backs in the conversation. Kenneth Walker is also among those that could be in the conversation, maybe. But are they going to play with capable teams? Doesn't sound like it. Christian Watson with the Packers is a candidate that I would like, and he also has the, the three check marks. Let's see here. Chris Olave with the Saints, definitely a player to watch. Jameson Williams will play with the Lions. He doesn't have the question marks because some people question how much time he will get as a rookie. 
You've got Sky Moore with the chips. The thing about Christian Watson and Sky Moore are that they're playing in offenses that have evidence of them being capable offenses, right? And lastly, you have Jahan Dotson with the commanders. He also has the three check marks. And Dotson, however, will play with Carson Wentz. So if you look at these candidates and you take a look at supporting casts, no one might be in a better position than Jalen Tolbert other than Christian Watson from the Packers. And, of course, I would say that you need to add Sky Moore to the conversation because he will play with the Chiefs for a team that needs to make up for some speed that they lost in the Tyreek Hill trade. So I would say that Jalen Tolbert is in a pretty good spot. And he will have the playing time to make up for it. To back it up, excuse me. Professor O says, George Pickens telling you guys now, drafting me in fantasy football. I do like Pickens a lot. I will say that. I do like Pickens. Uh, let's see here. Burks will be good, says Lumen. And I agree with that. I like Trillon Burks. You guys knew that I wanted him on the Cowboys. I don't doubt that. I just doubt how much he can produce in the tight end's offense because I do believe Tennessee takes a step back this year. Sky Moore in Kansas City will put up crazy stats. I hope so as well. Olave. Olave is a good one. Olave is one that will go to a team that a lot of people are underestimating, I would say. Like the New Orleans Saints could actually end up being a playoff team. Not as a division champion. I, I mean, Tampa Bay still plays in the NFC South. But even without Sean Payton, even without Drew Brees, the Saints roster might still be just too good to be left out of the equation. So, of course, that's a team we need to keep an eye on. And then, regarding Tolbert, there's the other thing. And shout out to Skywalker Steel, who I remembered as I was getting ready for this show. I remembered that one segment that he had a few weeks back on how Dak Prescott elevates players that play in the slot and that line up in the slot. There's a lot of production coming out of such position under Dak Prescott. And you can see the examples with multiple players from Cole Beasley to even C.D. Lamb out of the slot, right? How about C.D. putting up 935 yards with five touchdowns? You know, you have players like that. Even Randall Cobb. And, you know, you, you've got Jalen Tolbert wearing 18, by the way. Cedric Wilson, Cole Beasley. These are guys that have produced at a, at a very high level as lot wide receivers. We don't know exactly where he will play, like Jalen Tolbert will play in 2021. 2022, excuse me. I'm one year behind already. But watch out for that. From 1 to 10, however... And we'll get into that question in a few moments here. And as we'll transition to the other side of the football. But before we do that, just some closing thoughts on Jalen Tolbert. It's not about Tolbert being better than the rest of these other athletes that we've been talking about. He's probably not better than a guy like Christian Watson, a guy like Sky Moore, Drake London, Traylon Burks, which is why he was drafted late in the third round. But it's about the circumstance that he will find himself in. 
And according to Action Network's research, the guide checks the three boxes that are the most important for offensive rookies of the year. So let's just not rule out Tolbert. And if he's able to position himself in such a conversation, in such a race, then what better news could a Cowboys offense receive? The Cowboys offense needs Jalen Tolbert to step up early in his career in order for them to have an efficient offense. And that's another thing. Whether we have criticism or not for the Cowboys offense, whether we want Kellen Moore to take the next step, Dak Prescott to show up in the biggest of moments, whether we want all of those little things to improve, if there is one thing that is a more a fact than an opinion is that the Cowboys have ranked among the most efficient offenses in the last few years, except for 2020 when they did lose Dak Prescott for most of the season. That is a fact. That is not an opinion. So we're not talking about whether or not Kellen Moore has what it takes or whether or not Dak Prescott has what it takes to win a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. We're talking about a fact. The Cowboys have had one of the most efficient offenses in the last few years. So Tolbert, and this is to say that Tolbert is in a good spot to be in. He's, he has a good situation going on around him and he will get the chances to play. Now, to be fair, Toxic Tom says, a thing that we need to slow down with Tolbert. He was sent to a D2 college and a day two pick. Not saying he won't be good at it, but offensive rookie of the year, let's slow down that role. Now, South Alabama, to be fair, it's not really a D2 college. And Tolbert, and I'm not saying that this is, you know, not legit concerns. There's a clear difference between Tolbert and the rest of the, the candidates that we were talking about. But Tolbert also had Power 5 offers coming out of high school. And he preferred to stay at South Alabama because of how close it was to home. But he did get Power 5, a Power 5 offer at the very least. Now, some more of your comments here. John says, what if TJ Vasher steps over Tolbert and Simi Fihoko? As long as someone steps up, as long as someone steps up, that's what I believe we need, right? Professor O says, Justin Jefferson put up insane stats in 2020 and wasn't rookie of the year. Can't imagine Tolbert will have anywhere close to that. But my question to you, Professor O, and that's a very valid point. Do you think there will be any quarterback that gets anywhere close to what Justin Herbert did in 2020? Now, I, I realize that Tolbert is a long shot. I would still call him a candidate, a legit candidate. And I, but I realize he's not like the one favorite to win it. But there's a path. There's a path to that award. And expectations are high regarding Tolbert. But that's, what I, that's one of the main points that I wanted to drive home tonight. There are no quarterbacks out there that will be anywhere close to those from 2020 and 2021. That's not happening. We might not even get a single rookie quarterback with over 10 games started, honestly. I mean, Pickett has the best chance at it because Pickett will play on a team that's that doesn't have an ideal roster or anything like that, but he will not play with the Falcons. He will not be in a team that already has a quarterback like Malik Willis and the Titans 
And I know that some Titans fans have debated whether or not there are scenarios in which Malik Willis steps in in 2022, but there's no way that Willis starts in 2022 unless Ryan Tannehill gets injured, in my opinion. <laughs> Let's see. Toxic says Tyler Smith wins offensive rookie of the year. Book it. Now, on the other hand, from 1 to 10, how high are your expectations of Sam Williams in year one? Because these were the ones that you will see on your screen, position, stats, and playing time. These were the criteria for, for offensive rookie of the year. They're not the same for defensive rookie of the year. And I actually was pretty interested in this whole conversation because according to Action Network's research, the driving forces for defensive rookie of the year were position in which you would have to be a linebacker or an edge rusher, stats more specifically than that, sacks. So defensive backs getting a little bit of a fade here. You had some defensive rookie of the years playing defensive back. Mostly you will get players who get to the quarterback and then narratives. And what Action Network meant by that was did he arrive to a defense that was bad before him and turned it into a good defense? Shout out to Michael Parsons, for example. And Sam Williams gets only one out of these three check marks, the position one, because he might not get a clear path to playing time to put up stats, playing in a rotation, and he will arrive to a top three defense based on last year. And not only that, but a defense that generated QB pressure at a very high rate last season. So Sam Williams, maybe a little bit of a fade there, but for year one, from one to 10, how high are your expectations on Sam Williams? Surprised at some of the numbers here. Professor with the four, Craig with the three, those I'm not that surprised by. But then we get six and a half by Dallas, Kevin Knight with the seven, Gregory with the eight and a half, Bruce with the eight, Joey Bella with the 8.2. So I'm surprised at these high scores. I would have honestly, like Lumen here, leaned towards a lower one. I actually was going with a four because five, in order to be higher than five, I would have to be confident that that he will get plenty of playing time. I don't know exactly what amount of snaps we're talking about here, but he will be part of the rotation. And I'm not entirely sure that in year one, he stands out from, he separates himself from guys like Dan Fowler, Mosley, and Durant Armstrong. It will be tough for him. It will be tough for him. So I'm going with a four for this one. I'm going with a four for this one. Uh, Professor O says, high scores, I gave him a four. Well, I was looking at it ahead of, at some of the high numbers here. So that's what I was surprised by. I was expecting a lower average score for Sam Williams. Excited about him. He's clearly an athlete and I cannot wait to watch him play and watch if he actually develops into what the Cowboys want him to develop. But for offensive, for defensive rookie of the year in 2022, doesn't seem like it will be the case. He's at 18. He's the 18th favorite player to win it. But the difference between defensive rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year, for example, is the fact that 
and I'm reaching here towards the soundboard. Excuse me for that. Uh, is the fact that there are there is more competition going on on the defensive side of the ball. You've got Aiden Hutchinson, you've got Trayvon Walker, and plenty of other pass rushers that will get in the mix for that award. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on the show. I cannot listen for some reason to the sound effect, so I don't know if you guys are listening to it as well. So we'll just ignore that for tonight. We won't use any outro music. But do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I appreciate you being here. I hope that you guys have a fantastic start to the week. I'm excited about this week. Uh, you know, training camp is closer and closer. I cannot wait for that and to share that with you all. And, you know, Gregory says, Mo, you need a longer show. Maybe when we get to the regular season, we start, you know, stretching this out for a little bit longer. Toxic Tom says, Mo is going to watch the MLB draft. Big week. Big week for baseball fans. We've got the home run derby tomorrow night. The all-star game on Tuesday night. Uh, but yeah, I might tune in. I might tune in to watch the MLB draft. Hit the like button. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys. And bye-bye. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you.